I did have a, a thing that's happened to me more recently today um, where it was 11 p.m. and I've forgotten that we were recording this show. Oh, thanks a lot, bud. It's been the one downside of us moving to the fortnightly schedule. Mm. I mean, it didn't help with the fact that I thought it was Monday today. <laughs> it's Tuesday. I mean, how do weekends really work for you? Is there any real difference when you're working out of the house? Um, this weekend there was because we kind of had a bit of a staycation in London. We booked a nice hotel room and uh, coupled it with house viewings and stuff that we'll talk about later and mm-hmm. some dinner with some friends and decided that we would celebrate all of our goings-on of the week mm-hmm. by taking a nice little break. And so we, we booked a fancy hotel and, and we had been away for the weekend, which was actually really nice. Um, and also what's great this weekend is we're going to a wedding. Now it takes on a whole different meaning because now you're note-taking the entire time. Oh, definitely want to do that. Oh, no way are we doing that. Oh, that's <laughs> not a bad idea. We should think about that. It takes on a whole new meaning, my friend. Yeah, I... I cannot tell you what it is like to start two notes in your Apple Notes document, uh, two notes in your Apple Notes in one week. One of them is called house stuff. The other is called wedding stuff. Yeah, it's pretty intense. That will turn your hair gray, my friend, to have those two notes appear within the space (laughs) of four or five days of each other. So, uh, big week? It has been a moderately sized... Uh, week, to be sure. Fair enough. Uh, before we dig into that, uh, we should probably do some follow-up. Mm-hmm. Um, have we spoken since you've been verified? I don't recall where we are on the timeline. Not on the show. The, okay. the episode went out, and I had been verified before the episode was published. Okay, okay. That's what I thought. So in that, se- in that case, congratulations on your fancy blue checkmark, my friend. So I was listening to ATP... Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, when I was listening to ATP, similar kind of scenario, um, John was talking about being verified um, and had not yet been verified, but then was verified shortly after or whatever, something along yep, those lines. Yep, yep. That's right. Um, so in between. and But listening to him talking and knowing some of our mutual friends that have either been ignored or passed over or just had not yet been verified. You know, you guys made the great point of, of bringing up some of our uh, mutual friends who should have been verified for many other reasons, like harassment, etc. a long, long time ago. Seeing myself with that blue check mark and not them is baffling to me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't understand why I got it. I really don't understand why, like, if it's going to be a popularity contest thing, somebody like Federico isn't verified before me if it's meant to be a for the reason that i did like the reason that i put in right like my fake dumb reason which you butchered and made me sound like the worst human in the world um on atp which really made me laugh i made who sound like the worst human me like you were talking about our reasons you kind of just dumbed them down like like just kind of distilled it Mm -hmm. and it was (laughs) i mean we both sounded terrible oh god Uh, yes I'm not sure how comfortable I am with the fact that you decided to drag me under the bus with you against my will, <laughs> but you did that anyway, and I guess what can I do is part hey, of the public record now. Um, but, but I didn't say anything that we didn't talk about on, on this show. No, but so that's the thing. It's this show, right? It's, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we, that, I typically think that this show will remain on this show and not publish as part of the Accidental <laughs> Podcast. Sorry, buddy. Uh, and I said, no, I don't care. And as I said, but also that like it was just like distilled to like a soundbite, as opposed to like going into the full detail with all the caveats of knowing I'm a terrible person. Sure, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It just made me laugh when I was listening to it at the time. But yeah, so what I was saying, like you know, the kind of the the reasoning that I gave about like oh, people knowing it's me. There are people that actually need that way more than me as well, and so I don't really understand why I'm verified. But considering this show. It, fits of in that window of us being terrible people i've got to say i enjoy it oh yeah it's delightful and uh, we're going to talk about that very briefly a little more about that in a second but i briefly brought up on atp and i and it may be worth exploring uh, a little bit more here have you noticed as well and i don't know why you would have but maybe you've noticed that your beloved co-host of your analog program on relay fm has become the like litmus test of oh if he's verified surely insert person you actually care about here should be verified 
Oh, Casey's verified? Then Federico should totally be verified. Wait, wait. Brianna isn't verified? Oh, psh. I mean, Casey's verified. So, I'll Where have you heard this outside of your own program, though? No, I've heard it like uh, people have been tweeting on and off. No, I'm, I'm painting it as though it's incessantly. <laughs> it's not been incessant or anything. But I've noticed enough occasions that I'm seeing a trend here that I'm becoming the litmus test of like the biggest uh, or the most undeserving person to be verified, yet somehow verified. Oh, well, Casey's verified. So surely, <laughs> surely you should be verified. I will say... There was a, I was on like pins and needles at a point during ATP when John mentioned me. Why is that? But it was like the, I, you guys were talking about it and you mentioned that I was verified and John started to talk and I <laughs> felt like he was going to say, how is he verified and not me? Mm-hmm. Right, like I was like, oh no, he's going to say it. I know he's going to say it. Yep. But instead he was like, oh, that makes sense. And I was like. All right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. But whilst I can see that that is uh, ego bashing, I feel like we're both in the same boat on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because neither of us are um, as popular as some other people that we know. Neither of us have more followers than many of these people. And neither of us have a real reason, which is anywhere near what other people would have. I think that's where it's coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Not like Casey isn't important enough, eh. but just for like the majority of reasons that you would believe verification would occur for, yeah. me or you don't fit them. Yeah. And that actually brings us, it's a, a very professional podcaster segue to the one thing I did want to uh, talk about other than what we've already discussed, which is their quality filter. And um, I noticed or maybe it was you noticed, one of us noticed, uh, that there's a new option on the Twitter website and in the in your profile or settings or something like that. And it says notifications timeline. Filter tweets by, checkbox, quality filter. And then there's a description. Quality filtering aims to remove all tweets from your notifications timeline that contain threats, offensive or abusive language, duplicate content, or sent from suspicious accounts. At first, I didn't turn that on because I didn't think it was necessary. And then it occurred to me, why the hell wouldn't I turn that on? Like, why would I want to invite the terrible things to hit my timeline? That was the first thing I thought. The second thing I thought is, why in the name of all that is holy is this restricted to verified users? Why is that a thing? Why can't everyone have this? Because then they're kind of defeating the point of Twitter for themselves. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. If it's really offensive and abusive language, then I don't want to hear it, man. And I don't think most people do. Yeah, but that's not all it does, though. I, I mean, well, so do you have it turned on? No. Okay, so you feel like it would filter things you actually care about, I presume? I've seen it do that, yeah. Oh, how have you seen that? I've turned it on enough. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, I've taken a mental note of what I've seen before and after. And it's like, I think it's the duplicate content thing is where it kind of gets a bit hit. A bit aggressive? Yeah. Interesting. So I, I can't remember off the top of my head what it was that, that had been removed, but I remember I was kind of just taking a stock of the replies that I had um, before and after, and, and there was definitely some false positives in there, which is what I expect would happen, and it's probably why they are not making it available for everyone. And, and also maybe it's just not truly ready for prime time yet. I guess. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I haven't really noticed a difference, but I haven't been paying close attention either. And I guess if this thing is working properly, I shouldn't notice the difference. And um, also, also, so here's another reason. It's just kind of like a two-pronged reason. Most Twitter users do not get harassed eh, or any abusive language at them. And if this was a setting and you're a new user, you're just going to back away from Twitter. Yeah, like, okay. oh, I need, I need a harassment filter for this website? No, thank you. Oh, okay. I can get behind that. That makes sense. So one other thing that that I'd seen, um, the quality filter is there. It's in the apps as well, in the settings, um, under the notifications tab. There is a new settings gear, yeah, in the first party app. Uh, But what else I have seen now is an all notifications, just a mentions toggle, and a verified. And I believe the mentions and verified toggles are not in the app for uh, non-verified accounts and i'm going to double check that now um which is making me realize that i oh yeah so for a non-verified user all you get is notifications Mm -hmm. 
And then for verified users, you get notifications, mentions, and verified in the Twitter iOS app. Now, I will say, I will say that some of these tools are good for accounts that have large follower numbers mm-hmm. because the notifications tab in the Twitter iOS app is good, but the fact that it's everything and mentions together means that sometimes, like I'm looking at it right now, and my entire screen of my 6S Plus on the All tab has just one tweet to me in it. The rest is like, someone followed you. These people like to tweet you were mentioned in. These people favorite something, right? So it's like there's a lot of that. So the information density is not that great for something that I might be looking at. Mm-hmm. So having all and then mentions, where I can now see five tweets that are mentions, is a, is a lot better. Yeah, so, yeah, that makes sense. Um, people right. are, are now uh, tweeting at me. Kyle is now tweeting at me uh, too because he knows I'm looking at my uh, at my Twitter app right now. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. It's a professional move. This is smart. It's smart. I do like the Twitter app in places, you know. Oh, I can't stand it. There are parts of it that I really like. But the, the one thing that I like the most is the animation when you fave something. Uh, I'll have to install it and check it out at some point. I mean, I haven't given it a sh- fair shake in a long time, but the couple of times I've glanced at it, I don't know, in the last year or two, I pretty much immediately vomit in my mouth and then go back to TweetBot. The Compose window's really good. The uh, Reply window, like so the, the expanded tweet window is good because what I really like is, you know, like say in TweetBot, when you expand a tweet and you kind of see uh, people's responses, you mm-hmm. see like maybe uh, links or likes yep. and retweets and stuff, you get like a bar that appears down the bottom, which is a text entry bar, and you just tap into it and you can just start typing immediately. Mm-hmm. It's actually better design than TweetBot because with TweetBot, you open up a tweet and then you have to still press reply. Right, right. But on the Twitter app, you just hit and then start typing. Interesting. It feels nicer. Fair enough. All right. Anything else on Twitter? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm going to probably go through the verification process for some of the, like, the show accounts that I have, uh, but I'm not in any rush for that right now. Uh, Relay FM was verified as well. Uh, yeah, uh, we just applied for, or I just applied for ATP, and to my not this was a day or two ago, and uh, to my knowledge, I have not seen it, um, it's seen it get a reply yet, so I think it's still pending. We shall see. Um, in any case, uh, we should briefly talk about Chris Evans, uh, who we've talked about a handful of times uh, with with regard to Top Gear. Uh, he was the kind of primary host of the rebooted version of Top Gear that just came out, or that just ended, really. And he did a column that was about a car. I don't recall which car. Um, a new Mercedes. But a lot of the column was about um, him leaving Top Gear. And I read it, and he sounded like a class act in this column. I was very impressed. Can you give me the cliff notes? I've not read it. Oh, uh, so I haven't read it in a while because I don't believe in doing homework. Accidental. Um, But when I did read it, my recollection was that he was very effusive about uh, Matt LeBlanc and the rest of the cast and said they're all great, great, great people. It just it wasn't I wasn't the right fit. It really didn't work out right for me. Um, And, you know, I, I wish them the best. And it sounded I don't know. I just I tend to want to believe that people are nice and people are nice people and people are not. Um, jerks. That being said, so with that in mind, that I tend to come from a place of, oh, I'm sure he's telling the truth. It it really did sound genuine, and that he really truly meant that that this is a good cast to carry on the program without him, and he just wasn't a, wasn't a good fit for it. Oh, I was proud. It was a class act. I will read it. I'm sorry, I didn't read it. That's right. Uh, anything else in the follow up department before we talk about something awesome? No. Excellent. Let's talk about something great. 
This episode is brought to you by Linode, a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world makes Linode a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can set a server up and running in under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, which will now get you two gigabytes of RAM. That is quite a bang for your bug. You'll be able to choose your resources, Linux distro, and node location right from the manager tool. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot, and resize your virtual server with just a few clicks. Linode servers offer industry-leading native SSD storage, powerful Intel E5 processors, which are the fastest you can get in the cloud market, and they have access to a 40 gigabit network with multiple levels of redundancy. They have an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud, and all of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups and no balances. As a listener of this show, if you sign up today at linode.com slash analog, you'll not only be supporting this show, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code analog20 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show. The code is analog, A-N-A-L. O-G-U-E-2-0, Analog20 at checkout. Thank you so much, Leonard, for the support of this show. I'm Michael Hurley. Mm-hmm. It's been a week. It has been, uh, I have to say, I was looking forward to Analog. I, I mentioned to Adina a day or two ago that I was looking forward to the show because it was a, this, this, this type of thing is why I like that Analog exists. It gives me a place to put these kinds of things, which... I wouldn't want to clog up another show with, um, but they are perfectly within the wheelhouse of this program. You know, like I, for example, think of my whole job quitting thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what that was all like. And of course we had a ton of uh, baby stuff for you, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had many things we've had, uh, we've had births and deaths and uh, moments of uh, complete independence, job changes, and that's all happened in the history of this show, which is kind of incredible when you think of it, right? Yeah, I never really like took stock of it all, but you're right. There, there has been a lot. The funny thing is, this is just what happens in people's lives, but usually there isn't a record of it all that's public. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Tell me the story, Mike. How, how did this happen? Why now? So I should probably preface this by saying that I it feels like a lifetime ago that I proposed, but it was a week and a day ago as of recording this. And that is because of the second half of this week's episode, which is house <laughs> stuff. Fair. But this is something that we did. So I will give a kind of a bit of background and then I will kind of give some of the timeline. Mm-hmm. So the background was that um, I am very lucky to have Adina in my life, and I love her very dearly, and I want to spend the rest of my life with her, right? That is a a given. I think you should expect that, um, considering I have proposed, but I just wanted to say it because it's true. So I knew that I wanted to marry her, but I didn't want to propose um, until we had a place of our own. We are living in my mom's house right now. Um, It is just the two of us here, as I mentioned before, but this isn't our home. This is a place that we live, right? Mm Mm-hmm. We, we have not had a home together. We, we have just lived in places together. So my original plan has been for some time that I would propose on the day we moved into our home. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, th- this idea has been met with an equal mix of good idea, Mike, and terrible idea, Mike, <laughs> um, which means that it was a fine idea for, for many reasons. But basically what happened was um, probably what, maybe close to a month ago now, maybe like three or four weeks ago, something like that, um, I had gotten to the point where I knew what my tax bill was going to be so I could siphon off the amount of money that I'd save for taxes and just personal savings and I could pull all of the money that I had left together and that would be the deposit for our flat. Mm-hmm. So on the day that I did this, this was then day one of we are beginning to find a property. Mm-hmm. 
So without knowing how long that process was going to be and how long that timeline was going to be, I needed to start looking for rings because if I wanted to propose on the day that we moved in, that could be at any point from sure, now, right? Sure. It could be three months away. It could be six months away. It could be a year away. I have no idea, but I need to start the preparation. Now, I've been talking with some friends of mine about ring options and stones and such and such and such. And so then on that day, I started seriously looking through some websites and I started finding some styles. Um, and then I decided that I was going to be buying one. And me and you were talking on that day. I was talking with some other friends on that day. And I was kind of going through my thoughts here. And then I basically got myself to the point where I decided that I wouldn't be able to wait. <laughs> that if I started doing this... Um, and I ended up buying a ring, I wouldn't be able to keep that ring just in the house. Like, I wouldn't be able to do it. Then I also started thinking, you know, maybe it would be a little bit too much to deal with from a uh, logistical purposes when I were also trying to move in on the same day, and then it might be a little bit too emotionally overwhelming for everyone. So maybe my original plan wasn't the best one. So my thinking was, well, how about similar kind of idea, but done beforehand in that we are about to go on this big journey together. We're about to do this big serious thing. I will show my commitment by asking you to marry me. And they, it was words to those effect that I used when I proposed. Mm -hmm. um, like Stuff like that with obviously some some nicer things around the, the outsides. So I um, found the ring that I was interested in, um, and then I spent the best part of a week um, exchanging emails. Uh, so I found a company online that would make the ring the way that I wanted it. Um, and I spent the best part of a week uh, talking with a customer service representative of this company making sure that things were going to be the right way that I wanted them to be, that kind of thing, right? So just, I don't know, not not like haggling or anything like that, just talking things through, thinking about this, thinking about that. They were waiting on a stone to come in that they thought would be good, and then they were showing me pictures and videos, and I was like, yes, it looks good, and then blah, 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 blah. Then it took like another week to be made, um, and then the best part, uh, it actually took two weeks to be made and then the best part of another few days to be delivered. So it was about a three-week process mm -hmm. um, to, to get the ring sent over. In between that time was a sizing issue that I had to get through. <laughs> so many, I think many uh, men say uh, about their partners, um, they don't own much jewelry. Mm-hmm. As a, as a familiar thing that I know about uh, my friends with their girlfriends and wives, they will say she doesn't own any jewelry. Yep. And that is a kind of a way to say, like, she owns a little bit of jewelry. <laughs> yes. Erin right? is exactly that way. She does have a little bit of jewelry. She does not have much. And she rares her wedding and engagement rings and typically a necklace and maybe some earrings. And that is it. No, she doesn't have any other rings. Right. She doesn't have she. I mean, well, I'm sure she has some, but she and never ever wears them. She has a bangle bracelet that I bought her that she almost never wears. It's very rare that she wears more than just rings and uh, earring and necklace. But to your point, she absolutely has a small. I don't want to say collection that implies a large collection, but she has a small amount of jewelry. But uh, Adina is not the same way. Adina owns uh, two pairs of wooden earrings. And some brooches. And that's it. That's it. Uh, I did find out like two days ago that there is a ring that she owns, which is hidden away somewhere. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't okay. even know what it's about. That's as much as I know about it. So all this to say is I couldn't get a ring size. That's patently untrue. I told you how. Casey's method for this <laughs> was for me to tie string around Nina's finger whilst she was sleeping. I'm telling you, it would have been flawless. And my response to that was, how do you get away from this if she wakes up? What is the thing that you say? You'd figure it out when the time comes. You would nope. have been fine. Nope. I Trust me, 
I spent a lot of time thinking about what that could be. <laughs> Couldn't come up with anything. So I was for a few days, uh, maybe a little bit longer, was doing things like holding her hand in a certain way so I could measure her fingers against <laughs> mine. Uh, little stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and then I ended up going with a size that I thought was right. I bumped it up a size. Why? And then ordered the ring. Just because you wanted a little extra leeway? Better to remove than to add. Yeah, fair. We're resizing. Mm-hmm. Um, the ring is like ridiculous in size, the, the one that arrived. It's currently, as we speak right now, is with a jeweler in London being resized. Um, I think it, the sizing in the US and the UK is different. And I think in US sizes, it was like one and a bit size down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in UK sizes, it's like six sizes or something crazy. I don't really know how it works. It doesn't make any sense to me. But basically, um, it was she, where she actually came out measuring was pretty much what I thought to go with, but I ended up going larger. I, I went a size up. Um, but uh, they, we're, we're going to get it right. It's uh, they, they think they're going to be able to do it. So we'll find out by the end of the week. Fair enough. So... I ordered the ring, uh, the ring arrived in between the order and the ring and the ring arriving and with a little bit of time before, like I kind of planned everything out what I was going to do. Um, you know, I went kind of uh, whole hog candles and I was wearing a suit and I had champagne and stuff like that. And I prepared everything in advance and I set it all up in our front room and uh, I put a little sign on the door. So when Adina came in, I, like I closed the, the, the door to our front room put a little sign on the door to kind of give her a a hint that something was happening Um, because I wanted to not like give her a heart attack or something Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah and that was it and I basically spent the Monday in a horrific state the ring arrived (laughs) Uh, basically it wasn't necessarily going to be that Monday it was going to be whatever day the ring arrived was when mm, I was going to do mm, it. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty confident that it was arriving on that Monday. And it did. It arrived around lunchtime. Then I did what I needed to do, brought upgrade earlier in the day. So we recorded that earlier. And I was able to get everything ready um, and was kind of running around and setting things up and making sure I had everything. Uh, Adina left work and then told me that she was going to walk around, play a bit of Pokemon Go. <laughs> Delight. Like- she came home. Yep. Which is hilarious. Did she, you did you argue with her at all? Were you like, eh, why don't you come home? Or did you just play cool? No, why would I do that? I'd be giving it away. Uh, see, I, I would have totally tipped my hand right there. No way. I was being super careful that day to try and not give any kind of hints that anything was up. Mm-hmm. Good man. Because at one point in the, in the morning, I think, I mentioned something along the lines of, like, what time do you think you'll be home tonight? And she was like such and such time why do you ask <laughs> i was like i'll oh, just wonder it and i was like right that's as much as i'm gonna get yep yep now to to briefly interrupt part of the the whole i can't think of the word, the word i'm looking for but the part of the whole like premise of proposing now is because she wasn't expecting it right like you guys i presume had had at least surface level conversations yes. of oh maybe we'll get married one day but at this yes. juncture you as far as you two are concerned you are Whole, wholly um, uh, preoccupied by house hunting. Is that fair to say? Right. So you've you brought up a good point, which I should have brought up earlier. And the, the reason that I planned, the other reason I planned on doing this on the day that we moved in together is I wanted to maintain the element of surprise. And my thinking was, of all days I would likely do this, the day I would least likely do this is the day that we're so preoccupied with moving in together that we have nothing else to think about, right? Sure. So that was my original thinking, and I still think that that thinking is sound. I do too. Right? Like th- that, I I I wanted it to be a surprise because it was not a su- it's not a surprise to either of us that we're going to get married, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was an inevitability. Like we know we're going to do this. We have known we were going to do this recently with like all of the the uncertainty in the country and stuff. We've been talking about it, just like referencing the fact that it's going to happen more than we would have usually mentioned it before. Not for any not that we were like hiding behind it, but like there was less functional reason to talk about getting married mm-hmm. previously. Um we both knew it was gonna happen. We both that's the way that we feel. Um 
but I wanted to make sure that I could still do it with some element of surprise whenever we did do it because it's important to me. I'm only going to get to do this once. I didn't want it to be a foregone conclusion because I'm kind of a bit of a softie with some of these things. So I decided that in that case, I would do it now because it remains still unexpected yeah. to do it at home on a random Monday. Mm-hmm. I think that makes perfect sense. So that was that was why I kind of ended up choosing the time that I did. Fair enough. Okay, so she informs you on this oh-so-important Monday, I am leaving work, however, I'd really like to play some Pokemon Go, so I'll be home at some juncture between now and midnight. Mm-hmm. Yep, and a few people knew about it and were giving me tips and ideas and thoughts throughout the day. One thing that a few people said to me, um, I think you may have said this to me too, was to video record the mm-hmm. proposal uh i didn't do that purposefully um i set up a time lapse yeah and it's funny because i believe i was one of the people saying you know since you have some amount of control over the situation here you should tape it and it, then you said to me what i think you're about to say now and i was really floored by it because i think what the conclusion you came to and the reason that you did was a hundred percent percent spot on and i applaud you for it because i wouldn't have had the wherewithal so why didn't you record it if we recorded it then we had an actual video recording of exactly what happened all of the words that were said the timing that everything happened in the, the emotions on our faces with a time lapse all we have is a very it's very quick, like the time lapse moves very fast, and the amount of time in the time lapse, which is the proposal, isn't a lot. Um, and the reason that I decided to go with time lapse and not to have sound and accurate video is I wanted to have the memory of this event, not the facts of this event. Because as human beings, we romanticize things over time and stories change because they become nicer stories. And I wanted to still be able to have that feeling and the kind of the memory kind of grow nicer with age as opposed to us just watching the video of that moment over and over again and seeing how it actually went down. Yep, I think that was brilliant and and I'm glad you did it that way because... Were were I in your shoes, I would have recorded it, and then I think I would have sort of regretted it, in part because I would never delete that recording, of course, but then it that recording becomes your memory of it, just like you said, rather than your memory being the memory of it. Yeah, and I know that some people don't want to do it this way, and I don't think everyone should do it this way. I just know what, what I like, and I know that I personally like the idea of having an imperfect memory of the uh, of that event. Um, simply because it's, you know, and also it's like it's not a convention to have a video recording of that. Like, of course we'll have a, you know, a photographer at the wedding and stuff like that, but, I you know, I, I just like the idea of us having a memory that we can grow with and it can adapt slightly over time and, and little elements of it can get exaggerated and not because that's just nice to me. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But suffice to say, she said yes, and I didn't cry, which is something that I wasn't expecting. Uh, I, I got teary-eyed, but the... I mean, because I tend to cry at happy things more than sad things, though I thought I was going to be a shoo-in for this. <laughs> there was, I think there was something about the, like, knowing I had a job to do, uh, which kind of kept me, kept me together. She was not expecting this at all. No, when she came home, she knew it was happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, and that was my intention. And so at that point, was she crying? Was she already like losing her stuff? Was she keeping it under control? I'm going to leave some of those details to be the lady's choice to, to give. Mm-hmm. We will, perhaps we'll be able to do a uh, special episode where she she comes on at the very least for a little bit of follow-up, but we'll, we'll, yep. we'll work it out. So you propose, you didn't cry, which I'm very impressed and, and surprised by, and and then you danced around like children, which is pretty much what Aaron and I did, if memory serves. 
Yeah, yeah, there was lots of that. Um, I hadn't cooked dinner. <laughs> it was my job to cook dinner <laughs> that night. I was a little bit busy. That was actually the first thing that I said when she cooked through the door. When she walked through the door, I was like, "So I didn't cook," <laughs> uh, which which I quite liked. Uh, and yeah, so that we we just ate pasta with some grated mozzarella on it, like <laughs> just a super simple meal, uh, like a, a comfort food favorite, and. Uh, then to spend the evening um, drinking some nice champagne and talking with friends and family and small bursts and stuff like that and, and kind of just taking the time to spend together, which was really nice. But so, yeah, it was it was really great, actually. And, and, and I'm very happy, very, very happy. And I'm very happy that she said, yes, uh, you can never be sure. And yeah. I really wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like I knew that that we would be married one day. I knew all of that, but I didn't know if uh, Adina was going to agree that the timing was right. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's it was it's been a it's been a it was a funny old week. I've got to say, and and it was uh, amazing. And um, all of the congratulations that we received from people was just so overwhelming and, and lovely. Uh, so thank you to everyone who's been so nice. Yeah, it's it's been funny being somewhat involved in this process in, in the in, in in infinitesimally small way, just because you know you would ask a question here or there, or I would give you an unsolicited piece of advice here or there or everywhere. You were very very helpful. <laughs> well, I appreciate. It. I hope so. But um, it, it was it was funny living vicariously through you because, you know, uh, I I don't miss the chase. I don't miss chasing girls. I don't miss trying to woo, you know, girls or particularly Aaron. And I guess, you know, I still do every day to some degree, but you know what I mean? Like not, not in the same way before we were married. And, um, and I do, I would never want to, to propose to anyone else. I would never want to go through this again, but there's something kind of fun about going through it again. Does that make any sense at all? You know, it's sort Mm -hmm. of neat to be able to live, live vicariously through you and and feel that excitement that for me is such a distant memory. And I don't mean that as a humble brag at all. In fact, I mean, it is quite the opposite. I'm getting old these days, (laughs) but, um, but you know, it was, it was 2005, uh, no six that we got engaged. So it's been 10 years. Um, since we were engaged to be married and uh and it was a long time ago and and discussing these things with you discussing cut color and clarity and discussing oh what if you did this or what if you did that brought so many of those feelings back to me and so in that regard i owe both of you a, a, a thanks for bringing those memories back and reminding me how much fun it was to to go through that with Aaron and and have that experience with Aaron and so it's it's been fun for me and and hearing the joy the well the the true and utter terror in your voice and then the joy in your voice afterwards has been just delightful and and i'm so happy for both of you guys and um and i'm really excited to uh try to figure out a way to get aaron and i to london whether or not we're invited to uh see you uh around wedding time and or crash the wedding i'm pretty sure matt and i are are willing and able to crash the wedding if necessary so well if you do make it you will be invited Uh, i'll be very upset if you don't yeah, no pressure. No. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy for you too. I truly am. Um, I feel like I should have a prepared list of questions, but I mean, I think you've covered it pretty well. Uh, anything you would have done differently? I mean, I would assume not. It sounds like it was a, a pretty big success. Kind of went exactly as I planned it to. Nicely done. And the ring she liked because she didn't. You weren't mm-hmm. consulting her on the on the design, right? It was kind of you just doing what you thought was best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to. We want to see how it kind of looks when sized properly because right now we haven't had that. It's just been this comically large ring. <laughs> uh, right. It's, it's kind of just been spinning around on her finger, which is hilarious. So mm-hmm. we're going to wait and see how how it comes out there. But uh, I'm pretty confident that we got we got a good fit. We'll good hope, for you. I hope so. Anyway. Good for you. That's so awesome, and I am so very happy for the both of you. Uh, you, you told your families. Families were supportive. I assume everything's good there. Yeah, my family knew beforehand. Mm-hmm. And her family is happy, pleased, etc. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> as far as you know. Yeah, I mean, not. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Good deal. All right. 
Any other thoughts on uh, your engagement? Congratulations, my friend, and uh, congratulations to Adina as well. I, at last I heard she still listens to this program. You don't have to confirm or deny if that's true, but uh, please tell her my con- congrats either way. Yeah, she'll hear it. Don't worry. Excellent. All right. Other than your engagement, what else is awesome, but to be honest, slightly less awesome than you getting engaged? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. You can start building your own website today at squarespace.com. Use the offer code FEELS, F-E-E-L-S, at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you, because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. When I think about the idea of planning a wedding... And I think about putting together a, a website or something that will be able to give our future guests information about said wedding and all the planning that goes into it. I actually think about Squarespace. They have a thing called the cover page. You can build a, a single page website. It's great looking um, and can give basic information. But then when I think about you know wanting to add in integration with maps and maybe music and some information that could link people off to other places, I actually will definitely be setting up a Squarespace site for when that time comes because it just seems to me like the easiest way to get all of that information to people because Squarespace gives you all of the tools that you're going to need and it will give me all the tools that I'm going to need and it has done for many years. I've used Squarespace for countless projects now because I love it. It works perfectly for me. I don't have any coding experience. I don't have any web design experience. But Squarespace gives me everything that I need to create something that looks and feels exactly how I want. I have made use of Squarespace's support team in the past when I've had a question that I needed answered. And they're there 24-7. They're always there if you need it. This is just part of the reasons why Squarespace are trusted by millions of people around the world. They ensure security and stability. They have a commerce platform as well if you want to add a store to your site. There's just so much more. It just goes on and on and on. You can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. Start building your own website straight away by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code FEELS, F-E-E-L-S, to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for Analog and Relay FM. Thank you so much to Squarespace for sponsoring this week's show. One quick note to go back a step about the engagement. Um, you tend to, from what I recall, be better about this than I am, but I can't stress enough to be very, very... Um, diligent about putting things into day one or whatever mechanism you so choose. Uh, I just today got a notification from day one about how two years ago uh, we felt Declan, who was at that time Sprout, uh, hiccuping in utero for the first time. And just Mm -hmm. little stuff like that, that at the time may or may not seem that significant, but I spent the time to write down seeing that years later is just the most delightful thing in the world. So I cannot encourage you enough to write down the whole engagement process. When you go to visit a venue, when you talk to your parents or or her parents or what have you about these things, like I said, you tend to be pretty good about that, but I, I couldn't encourage you enough to document this in any way possible because you're going to really be happy that you did years from now. Yeah, I uh, I put photos in. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Um, moving on, this week for you was not over. Other things have happened. Yeah, and that's why I honestly feel like the engagement was a long time ago. <laughs> I understand that. So what have you been up to since... Uh, so today is Tuesday, the 2nd of August. You proposed on, let's see, Monday, the 25th of July. Is that correct? Yes. So between the 25th of July, so really starting on the 26th, and through August 1, what have you been up to? Well, it all kind of really started um, midweek. Uh, well, we dis- we, we, a few weeks ago, we decided on an area in London that we liked mm-hmm. um, and that we were going to look to buy, and we went to, to view it, and we really liked it. All right, now um, to interrupt very quickly... People will ask what the area is. Would you like to make a statement either that you are not sharing or would you like to give a broad generalization about where that is? South London. Okay, that's perfect for me. Yep. Um, and we decided that this it's an area that we want to live to. It's closer to civilization and this area was beautiful. It had everything that we wanted in it The, the and the uh, kind of the available, some of the available properties. is a handful 
within this kind of small development of of apartment buildings mm-hmm. um surrounded by some older houses and it was just really just fantastic for us so we decided it was time to book some viewings in um we'd been procrastinating enough on it so i called some estate agents and i arranged four viewings for saturday goodness that's a busy day I wanted to hit all of the properties in one go mm-hmm. because this okay so this is like a theme for the uh Namtsu Hurley house preparation is <laughs> let's just do this as quickly as it can be done. Mm-hmm. That is like a theme we have here. We do not want to waste time on this. We have uh, other factors that are pushing us to do this quickly. Mm-hmm. So we are going to just move ahead um, as quickly as we can. And so one of those things is cramming in four viewings in one day. Delightful. So we spent the whole day in this area meeting with estate agents, looking at properties. Uh, and we saw four places um, that we liked to varying amounts. Um, two that we were happy to put offers on. And one that would need some debate and one that was very unlikely. Um, the So we ended up um, putting an offer in. So we were going to put an offer in on Saturday, but we kind of came to our decision too late about price and definitely which one we were going to do. Um, and so then we called the estate agent, but the estate agent was closed, which was heartbreaking because mm-hmm. I wanted to just have it done but uh, we ended up putting the offer in on Monday. Uh, so yesterday. My God, was it yesterday? <laughs> <sighs> so yesterday, as we record this, uh, the offer... Okay, so the offer has been pretty much accepted. Uh, as we record this, um, between now and the time this goes out, we will know for sure. Uh, but it's this property is not owned by an individual. It's owned by a company. And it has been accepted by the management director of that company, but it now has to go through some kind of formalized processes before it can be treated as an accepted offer. Um, our estate agent, or realtor as you would call them, has assured us that this is regular, it is standard, and as far as they're concerned, it's accepted because they've done this a bunch of times with this company, with these properties. Um, But we are waiting until we get the all clear to really treat it as such. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And now we're kind of in the process of getting a solicitor to manage stuff for us and working with our mortgage guy. And then hopefully by the end of this week, we'll have started the actual formal process of getting the mortgage agreed and stuff like that so i'm sorry so you're you're buying it from hopefully anyway buying it from an individual or a family or you're buying it directly from a management company it is being bought from a company which is currently i guess a management company but the the Uh properties are over 10 years old Uh but this property uh had been bought up by a company at one point uh, had been rented out for a while and is now being sold on. I see. Okay. So th- that makes everything a little bit different because you're not buying from individuals, you're buying from a company. Yeah, which has okay. good points and bad points. Sure, I sure, sure. Okay. So w- the next step is is what did you say? So the next step will be um hiring a solicitor. And to me that's a lawyer. Yeah. Okay. Who are I've found a lot more involved in the process in the UK than they are in the US. They basically deal with everything. Yeah, in the US, the lawyer. Well, in my experience, anyway, having bought a massive one house um, uh, and a very unremarkable house at that. Uh, so, in our experience, the lawyer or uh, showed up for the closing. What, do you call it a closing as well when you like sign the documents and all that? I- exchanging. Okay, interesting. Well, anyway, when when we closed on the house, lawyer showed up for that, gave us a humongous stack of things to sign so many that my arm almost fell off and that was it and everything else that happened was through our realtor and it sounds like that is not at all the case for you uh i mean our real estate agent will be involved in all of this but it seems like there are many jobs that the 
realtor in the US takes up that a solicitor in the UK will mm. take up instead. Mm-hmm. So there's just all of the jobs are the same, just the division of labor is different. Sure. Gotcha. All right, so now it's just a waiting game. <sighs> yeah, and it's a long one as well with many pitfalls. Um, what makes you say that? Well, because it's true. So we... Okay, so some of the things that can potentially happen during this process would be uh, that we might not get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. We have been uh, agreed in principle on a mortgage. So based on the facts and figures we have given to our broker mm-hmm. um, and the given him giving those facts and figures over to uh, the bank that we're working with, they have said we would lend you X amount of money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is more than we need, right? Which is great, which means that we're in a better position. Um we have a, a a good deposit. We have a deposit that we need. Uh, we have a ten percent deposit, which is pretty standard here, especially for first time buyers in the UK. Um, so that's all good, but and so that all seems fine. But we then need to have all the paperwork good in the way that they like it. So mm-hmm. that can be, you know, we need contracts and we need accounts for me and. Uh, we need bank statements and then we need to prove our affordability that we know we can afford it, but we need to make the bank believe we can afford it. And all of those things can go wrong and they can all go in a way that is unfavorable to us. Um, and even if we get it all squared away, the company might pull out, right? Because we might take too long. Mm-hmm. So then we lose the property that way. Um, or we might not be able to get a mortgage at all. Who knows? And then we might lose the property that way, and then we're screwed. Um, or we could go down this whole thing, and then we have a uh, survey done of the, of the flat. Is that um, what I would call an inspection, I think? So basically just making sure everything should work the way it's been advertised? No, this is where somebody will, a third party brought on by the bank, will come and evaluate the property and see if it is worth what we're expected to be paying for it okay yeah that's i think that does happen here but um the the buyer isn't particularly involved with it not to say that it is there um uh, but uh, what i'm thinking of is the buyer typically will pay a home inspector to which is a third party to come in and inspect the home and make sure that the plumbing looks good and it's not falling down yeah. and all yeah, that we'll be jazz. doing all of that. Okay. We'll be doing all of that, and we get that report back. But that is also what helps inform the bank as to whether the bank wants to give us the money. Gotcha. Okay. Because if the if you know if it turns around, it's like oh no, wait, it's vastly different in what you're offering to pay this person. Then we're not. They're not going to lend us the money. Right, others mm-hmm. might say, "Oh, we can only lend you X, and it is Y amount different than what you're offering." So you're kind of screwed. You have to find that money yourself, right? Right. Which obviously we can't do, right? Unless it was a small amount of money, um, so it could fall down there. Yeah. And then there are just loads of other different ways outside of those that these things can fall through. So, best case scenario. We have 12 weeks of agonizing anxiety, <laughs> and then we get home at the yep. end of it. So what's 12 weeks from today, roughly? Three months. So this is August, September, October, November. So by American Thanksgiving, if all goes according to plan, which is yep, the end of November. Guess what I'm doing three times between now and then? Well, you're going to the States in a couple of weeks, I think, right? Yeah. I'm doing two U.S. trips. Hey, what's the second trip? Oh, you're going to uh, that thing with your brother? With somebody? No. No. All right. Yeah. So uh, one is a trip where I'm going to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Via the Richmond. second is... Sorry again? Via Richmond? No. No. Not this time. No. We went through this. You remember? It would oh, take I do like... remember. I'm, I'm hoping that you'll, you have forgotten and you'll say, yes, that's a brilliant idea. I'll definitely get right like on it. It takes like an extra full day out of my trip. That's so true. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. And... Follow up. I'm going to XOXO. Oh, congrats! With or without Adina, <laughs> she can't make it. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Uh, I was peer pressured. 
Oh, of course you are. The FOMO runs deep in you as it does in me. Okay, so that's trip number two. And then we're both going to Ul. Ah, right. But that that's less dramatic. No pond hopping involved. Yeah, but you're still out of the... Well, it's a small pond. Oh, um, uh, well, like, okay, fine. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but the idea being that you can't go home or can't go somewhere and do something, right? You're out of the country no sure. matter how far away you are. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. Um, and speaking of real-time follow-up, uh, a friend of mine who actually coincidentally is a neighbor of mine uh, just sent me a text message. Uh, the thing that you were talking about where the bank – I forget what you called it already, but the bank goes and inspects everything and makes sure that everything is up and up and, and it's the house is worth the money that you need for it. Uh, we call that an appraisal here. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Um, and additionally, uh, Mrs. Soup in the chat helped me out. Um, uh, pre-auth or perhaps pre-approval is what we call the promise of, well, not really a promise, but the the agreement that, hey, all the numbers we've provided you look like we'll give you $11 billion on a mortgage. Yeah, it's uh, agreement in principle or decision in principle here. It's that Those two terms are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer decision in principle because it can be... Uh, uh, it can be abbreviated to DIP, which is DIP, and I like saying DIP. <laughs> now, with that in mind, I-, I wanted to ask you, but I didn't want to interrupt your flow earlier. Um, did you find it challenging to explain what your profession is? And and I wish I was trolling you about the professional podcasters thing. I'm not. I'm genuinely asking because some friends of ours, like, for example, the Armands, when they were trying to get their mortgage, um, my understanding was it was fairly challenging, not because you know, they were they were overreaching or anything, but just because they didn't have a quote unquote traditional job and the banks here anyway get really scared off by that. So I haven't spoken directly to a bank. Uh huh. I don't know what the bank we're dealing with thinks that I do. Uh huh. Um my mortgage broker has an idea of what I do and I also he came to me via recommendation from my accountant. Mm-hmm. partly because I wanted to make sure that I had the best chance of making all this work. So I got two people that work frequently together to take care of this for me. Mm-hmm. I expect that it's kind of being explained away in an easy enough to understand. <laughs> because so I could just be seen as a contractor, what we refer to, what we call a contractor in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. in that I have my own company and I bill another company, which is effectively all I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's never come into any discussion that I own part of Relay FM in all of my discussions here because I don't think it matters. Like I own my own company. I'm self-employed. I work in audio or work in radio or work in advertising, however you want to call it. And I have two years of accounts which look really good. Sure. And maybe they want me to provide some further proof of work. And if I can do that, then maybe there's a letter that Relay FM could write to me <laughs> to confirm such a thing, right? Which wouldn't sure. be incorrect. Like we know that we have bookings through the rest of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what that looks like, but none of that's been asked of me yet. Maybe that's the sort of stuff that will start to pop up. But. I think that I can make anything look good and be ac- accurate because I, I have no reason to think that money will stop coming. Good deal. All right. Any other house-related stuff? I mean, good luck, of course, and I, I'm I'm pulling for you. Uh, but, I mean, on the plus side, I guess you've taken care of this, to my eyes, very quickly. I mean, it took Aaron and I a couple of months to find the house that we wanted, which is kind of a funny story that we'll right. tell another time. But I'm pleased you mentioned this because everyone keeps saying this to me and it's annoying me now. Okay. People don't typically do these things the way that we're doing them. Mm-hmm. People tend not to go for speed in this process. Mm-hmm. Like we have seen four properties we are planning on buying one of these. If the one that we're working on falls through, if our second choice is still available, we're going to try and buy that one. Mm-hmm. And we're probably not going to see any more properties unless they are in the development that we've already seen. Because we have found a little area that we love. We know there could be many other areas that we love. 
but we don't want to push too far out of that because we found something that we'd be happy in. So let's not keep trying to find something. Yeah, it makes sense. And so many people do it this way. And I'm not saying it's the right way or the wrong way. We just don't want to spend the next gosh knows how long trying to work this out when we have other pressures that are moving us out of this house at a rate that would start to clash quite severely. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we just want to make sure that we're moving it fast. People don't typically do things the way that we're doing them. People don't typically arrange four viewings one after another on one day. They typically don't just look at one kind of area and go for it. Um, but that's that's why, right? Like, and people aren't necessarily motivated the same way that we are to get this done. So that that's why it's fast. It's because we're making it such. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well. Fingers crossed, toes crossed, arms crossed, legs crossed, everything crossed. All the best. You know, keep us keep us informed to the best of your ability. But hopefully it goes well. Hopefully by Yeah, I'll be crying about this every two weeks on this show <laughs> until until it happens. That's fair. And it is it is oh so painful. I, to my recollection, once we got an offer approved from the person we were buying the house from I think it was about a month, a month and a half to get it done. And even that felt excruciating. And that's a lot less than 12 weeks. So I feel for you guys. I really do. Yeah. I also want to mention just one last thing. Sure. And and I haven't issued any more tweets in my uh, topic of tweets about this. And when I do, I will say that. I really have heard enough from people telling me how bad this process is going to be. <laughs> okay every time i tweet anything about this all i get is people telling me that oh you think this part's tough wait for the next six months when things start falling apart like all right okay thank you but I, you don't <laughs> need and this is to anybody listening to this show you do not need to tell me how hard it's going to be let me find that out on my own yeah, that's or fair. maybe it won't happen. Maybe we will be lucky. Yeah. But I don't need to keep hearing about how much it's going to suck because it's not helping my general sense <laughs> and peace of mind. I totally understand that. And you know what? All in all, our process was fairly straightforward. I mean, it sucked because we'd never gone through it before, but really it wasn't that bad. So don't don't let them scare you off. But I do love you all. And uh, I any good advice you can give... Any well wishes, please continue to send those my way. They are very helpful. But please stop scaring me. 